Next on BYU Sports Nation, new beginnings for BYU football. 13 recruits one step closer to making their debut in Cougar Blue. And who better to talk about the early signees than the head coach, Kalani Sataki, and what he wants to change about the program. Plus an NBA debut in Dallas for Mr. Triple Double and former Hoops assistant coach Terry Nashif on why BYU shouldn't sleep on Idaho State. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard. Hey, we're live on a Thursday. BYU Sports Nation, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy December 21st, or should I say, happy Solstice Day, wherever and however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jelly of the Month Club bookkeeper, Jason Shepard. I think it's been said many times, many ways. It is the gift that keeps on giving the whole year. <laughs> Randy Quaid for the win. Doesn't Eddie? Come on, the man's a genius. Is there anybody, is, is there any character in film that is more awkward or more hard to watch than Cousin Eddie? Oh, you think Cousin Eddie's hard to watch? Played by Randy Quaid. In National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Here's the problem. We're just in all of the Chevy Chase movies <laughs> with Randy Quaid in them. Randy Quaid has kind of become Cousin Eddie, if you follow his antics <sighs> over the last couple of yes, years. He's so, no, it's brilliant. He's so <laughs> uncomfortable in that role. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. It's a bad, it's, oh, I don't know, it's a train wreck. But you can't stop. Watching. Yeah, it's Cousin Eddie. He's great. He is great. And I need some of those white shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and 17 a, bags of dog food <laughs> from Walmart. Will you give me that for as a Christmas oh gift, some of those goodness. white shoes? Uh, yeah, either that or the Jelly of the Month club membership, right? Yeah, it is. I love it. Holy cow. It's, it's a good show. How am I Anytime put in we a can pool, talk though? about... One of the greatest Christmas movies of all time. <laughs> it's a good show. It is. It is. It may be the greatest. It was Jerem's favorite. Is that your favorite? It, Christmas it probably movie? is. Yeah, it probably is. Whatever happened to the classics, people? Okay, here's the deal. I have never seen Miracle on 34th Street. I know that's an I abomination. Have, nev- I have, yeah, have you seen? I, you haven't seen either one, the the remake no, 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 or no. the original. No, I have not seen It's a Wonderful Life and White Christmas. I have not seen. <gasps> A white Christmas? Yeah, again, we talked about this last Christmas, Jason. It's been another year. Watch the stupid movie! Yeah, I haven't. But I've seen Mr. Kruger's Christmas 738 times. Oh, Jason. People, please at Jason Shepard on Twitter and tell him what he's missing out on by not watching White Christmas and It's a Wonderful Life and Miracle on 34th Street. Like, you love Christmas, right? I love you think Christmas. it's the best holiday? It's the best holiday of the Why year. are you not... Engaging in the probably three of the top ten greatest Christmas Just movies of all time. Never, it's never been high priority. It's you know there are other things to watch. Hey, it's great to have you here today, Jason. Thanks, thanks. Happy Winter the- Solstice Day. <laughs> You're the movie Grinch. Let's go, man. Bring on the headlines. I'm fired it's up. Your BYU Sports Nation headline. You ready for this? I'm ready for this. <laughs> BYU signed 13 players yesterday on the first day of the first ever early signing period for college football. The signings included five offensive linemen, two wide receivers, one tight end, one defensive lineman, two linebackers, one cornerback, and the quarterback, Stacey Connor, 
from Texas. More on that in just a moment. Men's basketball takes on Idaho State tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern time in the Marriott Center. The Cougars riding a six-game winning streak, while the Bengals have won their last four. You can tune in on BYU TV. Listen on BYU Radio. Radio pregame coverage will start at 8 p.m. Eastern. I can hear the dramatic open now. Winning streaks collide (laughs) in Provo. Only one survives. It combined to win 10 in a row. (laughs) Kyle Collinsworth made his NBA debut with the Dallas Mavericks last night. He scored three points and grabbed a rebound in 12 minutes of play. Do you know how he scored those three points? He took his first shot from distance. It was poetic. Because that was the criticism from everyone on Kyle Collinsworth coming out of colleges. He can't stretch a defense. He can't shoot the three. And the NBA is all about guys that can shoot the three. That dude has worked so hard to improve his game in areas where he was falling short, including shooting the three. So the fact that he puts up his first shot from beyond the arc and it goes down. Oh, amazing. Like if you're going to, whatever, if you're making it to that level. If you are going to take your first shot, it's like somebody playing baseball, your first plate appearance, being able to hit the shot in your very first attempt, that's I mean, you will never forget that. Never forget it. Of course. I mean, what could have Kyle Collinsworth done to make that moment any more memorable? It, it, was, it had to be a three-pointer. get a triple-double in one play. Okay. It was poetic. The Mavericks haven't won very many games this year. They won last night. They beat the Pistons 110-93. Head coach Rick Carlisle said of Kyle Collinsworth, and I quote, he's going to help us. He's the guy that belongs in an NBA game. He can make plays, end quote. He thinks Kyle's going to be with Dallas and the big club for a while. Yeah, when you've got the head coach uh, singing your praises, that's never a bad thing. Well, and you've got the stat of the day backing you as well. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Cal Collinsworth is perfect from three in his NBA career. He is one for one. (laughs) He's shooting 100% from distance. Hey, you can't argue with this stat of the day. You can't. There's no argument. Made his NBA debut last night, which brings us to today's Twitter question. Who will be? Jason, who will be the next BYU Cougar to make their professional debut? Ah, okay. Interesting. Okay. Now, this is interesting because it could be at any level, right? Yes. Whatever is considered professional. I mean, you know, you've got different levels. It doesn't necessarily mean it has to be the NBA, uh, Major League Baseball. I mean, there's, there's different levels of professional There athletics. are minor leagues in yes. quite a few professional sports, exactly. but they're considered professional because that's the career path that those athletes have chosen yeah you're getting paid to play who will be the next byu cougar to make their professional debut first tweet in from at laser sheep and i knew that people would go here early fred warner if a team really needs an outside linebacker he'll play right away twitchy shifty rangy and all of those fun things matt wells used those words to describe kyle van noy of course fred warner has drawn several comparisons to Kyle Van Noy's style of play as an outside linebacker, although I think Fred is much more disciplined than KVN, just in the whole nature of how he approaches the game. That said, Jason, his professional debut, if and when he gets picked up by an NFL team, I think he'll be drafted, will come in the preseason sometime in August, right? right? Yep. Is there anybody that could happen to go professional before Fred Warner? What do you think? 
You know what? There's definitely a chance. And I and this may shock some people. I, I'm going to go the baseball route. Now, why why would that be a shocker? It shouldn't be a shocker. No, it shouldn't be a shocker, especially when you look at the the two guys that I'm going to mention specifically. Okay, uh, Brock Hale, right fielder for the Cougars, who was a projected like 10th to 12th round pick last yes. year, and somehow did not get drafted. Yes, and then Daniel Schneeman, the reigning WCC Defensive Player of the Year shortstop. Both of these guys should get drafted this year. Draft happens in June. There's an opportunity for them to be able to be the next pros. Hey, and they're with teams right away, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. They're playing ball right away. I think it's going to be Michelle Vasconcelos. Okay? She got drafted 11th overall in the NWSL, uh, decided to start her family. It was a little bit of a shocker, actually. Uh, so she had to postpone her professional career for a year. But she just finished with the under-23 United States national team. I think she's going to be chronologically the first or the next player to make his or her professional debut sometime in February in the preseason before real games start in April. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's, that's, a, that's a good bet right there. Uh, one more headline. Women's basketball hosting Montana State tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern at the Marriott Center. This will be the Cougars' final non-conference game. You can watch it on BYU TV or listen on BYU Radio. Rise and shout. Time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. New beginnings. The first ever early signing period in college football hits day two of three, as we have mentioned a few times. BYU signed 13 new recruits yesterday. Technically, they could add a few more over the next 36-ish hours. That said, BYU is in such a unique position. It's almost impossible to know if this will be or is a home run class because most of these guys won't play until at least the 2021 or 2021, excuse me, 2020 or 2021 season, Jason. I mean, how do you project four years out? That, that's one of the, the more uh, difficult things that the coaches have to do. It's not just finding the right guys, but once you find the right guys, not only how are they going to play out of high school, but how are they going to play after a two-year mission three or four years down the road? That cannot be easy for Yeah, a coach. only two of the 13 are going to be with the team immediately. That's like saying, hey, uh, I think gas prices are going to be really low in four years. Uh, or projecting the stock market while well, 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 the Dow will uh, hit uh, record lows in 2020. I think it's going to bounce back and uh, have some nice returns in 2021, Jason. Like, you can't There's do just that. no way to know. There's you no way to know. You can't do it. Who's going to be the president in 2021? I don't know. Or what's the Star Wars movie that comes out that you're going to be like? How's it going to project on Rotten Tomatoes? Who knows? I think we can both, though, very optimistically say that we'll probably make a lot of money, though. <laughs> yes, it, it may, will make a lot of money. It may Who not be great, gonna be? but it's going to make a lot of money. Now, we did, we did learn some things yesterday from this new BYU football recruiting class, like such as. One of the things that really stood out to me, and I know people may immediately think I'm just talking about the offensive line. But just in general, size is a priority for this coaching staff on this team. And it's not just the O-line, the defensive line. It's at every position. If you look, the players are getting bigger. They're getting taller. 
They're getting bigger. Their term- measurements are noticeably They're bigger. They're noticeably bigger. So size is a priority at all the positions. Also, something that really stood out to me is just how important, and I think it was Coach Tuiaki, I think it was Elisa, that was talking about how important it is for these guys to participate in BYU's camps. Getting that opportunity to see these players up close, they said they, they offer a lot of guys at these camps, and a lot of these guys that were signed yesterday – came in through BYU's camps. The other thing is there's going to be a lot of sibling rivalries yes. over the next couple yes. of years. Look at all of the, 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 the brothers that will be playing. You've got the Hall brothers, the Barringtons, the Kafusis, and the Tui Pelotus. There will be at least a set of brothers at four different uh, last names. You look at the offensive line size, 6'6", 6'6", 6'8", 6'6", of the five guys that come in doesn't matter what offense BYU is running, because I know that the, the idea under Ty Detmer was, hey, let's get big maulers up front so we can run the ball. Like, it's clear that it doesn't matter what offense BYU is going to run. They want big maulers yeah, up front, absolutely. right? Also, we LeVar learned... LeVar wants some money on that one, by We learned, yes. We <laughs> learned something from Kalani Satake, and we'll hear from the coach in a bit. Referrals are huge, and that's how these legacy guys come into bigger roles. BYU is targeting BYU guys that want to be, that really want to be here. Regardless of four and nine or whatever, they want BYU guys. Coming up, Terry Nashif joins the show to talk about BYU hoops nine and two start. Also, tell us how many inbound plays he set up this morning. Mm. And the head football coach, Kalani Satake, and what he thinks of this early signing day recruiting class and what he wants to change about BYU football right now. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back to Studio B, BYU Sports Nation, simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio Sirius XM Channel 143. Our conversation rolling right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN so we can see each and every one of your tweets in regard to all things happening in the realm of BYU sports. Speaking of things that are happening, men's basketball back at the Marriott Center tonight. They are taking on the Idaho State Bengals. Don't sleep on Idaho State. Catch the game live on BYU TV and BYU Radio. 9 p.m. Eastern time is the tip. Radio pregame will be at 8 Eastern. Who will be the next BYU Cougar to make their professional debut on the heels of Kyle Collinsworth going one for one from the three-point line in his Dallas Mavericks debut in the National Basketball Association. At Blue underscore Goggled, second tweet in for Fred Warner. He is the complete package, quick off the edge, good in coverage, can definitely see him playing on Sundays. But will he be the next? If we're talking chronologically on the calendar, we've got some golf, soccer, soccer baseball. baseball. T. John Caroma is another guy that yep. could technically see the field before Fred Warner. I don't know. We'll see. Well, see, it's just good to have people in the pros, yes. right? People making it to More the next level. More people in the pros. That's been the theme of the last year. Three guys make their major league debuts. Kyle Collinsworth makes his NBA debut last night. And congratulations to Big Rush of Five. Uh, perhaps this new football recruiting class will produce a few NFL guys. Again, as we stated in the opening block, it's probably going to take five to seven years. How old will you be in seven years? Think about that, BYU Sports Nation. How old will all of you be in seven years? Um, let's not think of that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, we'll probably know if some of these guys are NFL talent. 
That's crazy, right? We can't tell you this much. Head coach Kalani Satake is excited about having guys that really want to be at BYU. That was one of the uh, emphasis points for this staff was to go get guys that are all in on the stretch Why that this is, I don't know, their dream school. And we began the interview with Coach Satake yesterday during our live afternoon show about the recruiting class, talking about the excitement that a new offensive coordinator brings in for some of these new guys. Here you go. Um, I think, well, Coach Grimes was here already before, you know, so he, he knows everything about BYU and um, had a child born in Provo. So uh, there's a connection there and, and the years that he spent here. Uh, I think being able to mentor a lot of young men uh, and that the experience that he had, it wasn't really that hard for me to sell, you know. So I think he's ready for the, this opportunity and, and the challenge. And, and um, you guys you guys heard him in the press conference, and he's a perfect man for the job and, and really looking forward to his leadership and mentoring. So uh, he's a, he's he's got a great reputation in college football as a coach, and, and, and um, just the love for his players is something that I, I really appreciate. And looking forward to him taking care of the big uglies and, and uh, you know, building everything from the old line out. And so I, I look forward to our offense this year and with him at, 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 the, at the helm. Can I admit something to you? Yes. Is that all right? Uh, we made a list Confession of... Confession time. <laughs> yes. Tread but, carefully. Yes, Bishop. Uh, what we thought... We made a list of the top five realistic candidates, and we did not have Jeff Grimes on it because we, didn't, we weren't sure it was realistic to be able to get him, given his experience. Given, so how did you get a guy with this kind of experience to be the OC? Well, I have to give a lot of credit uh, to Tom Homo and our administration and um, seeing the value it would take to get... Uh, to, to get a guy from the highest level in college football to, to, to come here to BYU. And um, so there, there, it took a lot of work for, for them to, 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 to buy into it. But after meeting Coach Grimes and, and the whole process, I think it all worked out really well. And um, it's, it's, a, it's a good mix. And so I thought uh, most of the credit goes to our administration and, and to our, our athletic director for making this happen. Thanks. I feel so much better. <laughs> well, when we brought that up with Coach Grimes, he said, shame on you, shame on you. for not putting him <laughs> no, in the accountability. Top five. I can already tell he's that guy. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> what were your conversations like uh, with Coach Grimes during this whole process? And you said that it was the longest you had talked to somebody on the phone since ninth grade. Yeah. What, what was that conversation like? Um, well, it was just a lot of good talk about football, you know, and, and it was really easy. Um, it wasn't. Um, it wasn't like I had to go through a checklist of things uh, to talk about. It, it, the, the conversation really flowed, and and uh, I didn't plan on him telling everybody that I said that I haven't been on the phone this long <laughs> since ninth grade. So there's somewhere out there that and, – and keep in mind, in ninth grade, I didn't do much of the talking. I just listened, right? I was a good listener. But in this case, we, we were able to communicate back and forth about BYU specifically and the program and the young men that, that, that he got to coach and, and – those young men still here, you know, and uh, I think that he's really looking forward to getting to know our, our team and, and um, really appreciates the fan base. We, we covered a lot of things in that time, and it was a, it was a really co- cool conversation, and we had a, a series of them, so it was nice to, to, to get that done, and it just seemed really, um, really genuine and, and easy. This is the first early signing period for uh, college football. Coaches have been clamoring for it. They got it. Do you like it? How do you feel about it? Yeah, there are mixed reactions. I do. I, I like it. I, I think that um, it allows us to, to get these young men in the program and, and um, start working on the next phase, some of them going on missions, others um, 
getting admitted into school. Uh, so uh, I, I think more than anything, just it's easy for them to just relax now and enjoy the holidays, you know. And um, I think that's uh, otherwise the uh, the the pursuit of recruiters just never stops. And um, you'd like to think that maybe they would respect a, a little bit more of the family time, but it doesn't, you know. Uh, so with these young men, they can just relax and and get fat like their coach is going to be and <laughs> and enjoy the holidays and have fun you know and like that's what's supposed to be the focus is supposed to be on family and and enjoying time together we'll get into the specifics of the 13 new signees uh with uh, two of your assistant coaches ed lamb and elisa tuiaki coming up we're going to discuss all 13 return missionaries with you uh in segment number two but i mean this class will officially be completed in february so there's not finality until that first Wednesday in February, but with 13 guys in today, how does that change the next six weeks or so for you? Well, a couple of things. I think you get to know the 13 that signed, um, I think between now and February, because we'll still announce them in February and, and you get to know them a little bit um, more. I mean, I, I think uh, right now um, our, our, our fans don't know a lot about them except for what's in the press and, the, and the, with their highlights, but uh, what we're going to be able to do in the next uh, month and a half or so is, uh, just kind of tell them about how they're great fits for BYU and um, get to know them better. And then uh, on the other side, we can really focus on recruiting those other young men that, that are going to fill out the rest of this recruiting class. And um, I think it just makes things a lot easier, especially with travel and everything, you know, just being able to get more recruiters and um, uh, in the mix. You know, I, I have to give a shout out to all the, all the fans and, um, BYU um, people that have helped us recruit because a lot of them came a lot of our signees came through referrals and so hmm. you remember when I got the job I asked everyone to speak up and let us know where where their best athletes are that uh, would want to be at BYU and, and um, I appreciate all the referrals and it makes our job a lot easier so keep them coming I thought you were a little crazy when you said that to be honest but the fact that you are signing guys that a little bit of Came crazy is good, right? A little bit yeah. of crazy good, but too much crazy is terrible. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you had some unique challenges with, with this uh, recruiting period. One, uh, you know, you didn't have the season you wanted, so that's one thing. Mm-hmm. And then two, you have a different offensive coordinator, the offensive staff's in flux. How is this maybe uh, different for you? Well, I think the goal in recruiting is not to make it about the coaches, myself included, um, is to focus on what BYU is all about. And it's the people that are here in school it's the experience that you get to have here on campus and the opportunity to play football at a wonderful place that has a lot of tradition, you know. So um, I think uh, the coach has done a great job at, at communicating that. I think our, our uh, support staff and, and our players on our team have done that. Our alumni has done a great job at doing that, and our fans have done that. So um, BYU is great for these young men regardless of who's coaching here and, and uh, regardless of who the head coach is. And so I, I feel really thankful for that, but I also want to make sure that we focus on the young men and uh, decide what's best for them, you know, if, it's, if BYU is a great fit for them or not. And uh, I think that as you start, if, you, if you're so focused on selling rather than what's the best fit, the worst thing that could happen, I said this in the press conference earlier, is that a young man goes to a school that he wishes he would have been somewhere else. And uh, we've seen that happen in other places with some of the transfers that have showed up here in the last year or so. And then we were seeing that um, in recruiting when, when people just make decisions that really aren't based off of what I think um, what their passion is and where the best fit will be for them. So if we can be involved in finding the best fit for these young men, um, maybe we won't get them, but we can get the little brother, you know, and, and we can make this a good experience rather than have it be about uh, all the negative things about selling and, and trying to buy into different places and really confuse these young men that are just teenagers. So um, that's, a, that's a, 
that's the focus on recruiting is making sure that these young men end up end up at the right place. It'll do better for our program and it'll do better for them individually. BYU head football coach Kalani Satake with us on BYU Sports Nation. This is hour number two of our early signing day special. Kalani, with uh, the offensive staff in flux, I was gathering from conversations with different coaches that Jeff Grimes has already had an impact. And uh, that's an interesting dynamic to be in because he wants to do well for LSU and finish out strong there in their bowl game against Notre Dame. But he also wants to get going with BYU. What kind of an impact was he able to have on uh, the early recruiting period? Well, I mean, it was easy. Once he was approved and he was ours, um, you know, he got to work. And, and, and if you know anything about him, he's a, he's a, he's a great recruiter and he's a great person. He, he connects with, with, uh, with people so well, you know what I mean? And so... Um, uh, I mean, I'm a guy that hates being on the phone. He kept me on the phone for hours, so he did that. And I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure he, he, he connected with these young men in recruiting and their families. And uh, I, I think he had a huge impact in recruiting. But um, you know, he also understands BYU. It's not like he, he's brand new to it. And so he, he has the experience in the background being here before. How would you characterize this group of 13 guys you signed uh, out of high school, two of which, by the way, are return missionaries and will enroll in January, which is interesting. But I noticed five offensive linemen in there. Yeah, and, and I think w- with the uh, some of the guys that are coming in, there's some swing guys too that can play D line or O line, and so um, we'll kind of figure that out. But I think if you look at, it's a big group, literally like a a, a, a big, strong group. I mean, there's a lot of uh, Corbin Kafusi won't be the only one that's that's towering over everybody now. We have a lot of big size and uh, long levered guys. You know, I think it, it makes the the field a lot smaller, and we can cover a lot a lot more ground whether it's in the, in the skill position or a uh, O-line or D-line spot. Not a lot of skill positions in this class and the return missionaries. Do you feel like you have enough of those in the program right now? And then looking also at, at what we have returning. You know, I, I think um, we'll, have, um, we'll take advantage of the next um, signing day. And uh, keep in mind, we still have a couple more days where, where guys can still sign. And so um, we'll still have a couple that may be some surprises we'll see. And uh, we also have a few that, that – that, uh, that we're working on for the next signing class, uh, signing day, which in February. So, um, yeah, I, I don't don't know how it's gonna how it's gonna show itself, but I think it, things will get a lot easier once we get there. And I, I'm really glad. I thought it, I thought the early signing day went really well for us. You mentioned that you want things to change. Obviously, coming off of a you know in, in very difficult season and one that gave you challenges that uh, you hadn't faced. What types of things are you looking to change? And and as you move forward, how do you want it to be different? Well, that's like a, a that's a hard question to answer in one in uh, one response. But um, I think the main thing is the leadership that that Coach Grimes will have, and I think we'll just buy into his vision uh, offensively. Um, we feel like we have something established well on the defensive side and special teams. And uh, once we get everything in place and. We'll have a, you know, another opportunity to talk about what we have and what the, the staff that we have here. and uh, So we'll work through that when, when the time comes. But I think the, having Coach Grimes in place is the most important part right now. The head football coach, Kalani Sitake, with us on BYU Sports Nation, part of the first-ever college football early signing period. It continues for the next 36 hours. BYU could sign some more to add on to the 13 they already have coming into the program but I was really intrigued by what he said in that last comment and that he referenced the word leadership right. and then went right to the offensive coordinator, Jeff Grimes. We want to talk about culture change, right, and leadership. Jeff Grimes keeps coming up in that. 
That's so funny. everybody that's been around him has all talked about his ability to lead. And we're going to see that up close and personal coming up very soon. Speaking of coming up, how much do we know about the Idaho State Bengals? We'll find out when we play Know the Foe. Hey, don't sleep on Idaho State. That's what Terry Nashif believes. The former assistant coach joins us next. Does he on the tournament train for BYU Hoops? Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, nationally simulcast on BYU TV. We are on demand anytime, anywhere. Download the podcast on iTunes if you miss any of our program at any time. And we're pushing 1,150 shows. You can go back and relive any of those thanks to technology, Jason. I love technology. (laughs) So good. Can't that be a Christmas movie? Wow, you took it there. That would be awesome. Uh, Coming up on Friday, BYU Women's Basketball back home at the Marriott Center, hosting Montana State, 4 p.m. Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. All right, refreshing today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Cougar football signed 13 players yesterday during the first day of a three-day early signing period. The signings include five offensive linemen, all over six feet, six inches tall. Hmm. Something I will never be able to experience. Men's basketball takes on Idaho State tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern time in the Marriott Center. The Cougars riding a six-game winning streak. The Bengals have won their last four games. You can tune in on BYU TV and BYU Radio, pregame on radio at 8 p.m. Eastern. Kyle Collinsworth made his NBA debut with the Dallas Mavericks last night, scored three points, one for one from distance, grabbed a rebound, played 12 minutes. The Mavs beat the Detroit Pistons 110 93. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline is former BYU basketball point guard, student body president out of Washington State, and all-around good man, assistant coach for the Cougars for a long time, Terry Nashif. Terry, welcome back to the program. Merry Christmas. Hey, guys. Merry Christmas to you, too. Hey, Kyle Collinsworth experienced an early Christmas present of sorts last night, making his NBA debut. What did you think about uh, Big Rush of Five and his debut performance at the highest level? Guys, how how awesome is that? Uh, I've known Kyle for a long time, and huge. He's been a huge Mavs fan, and it's been on his board. He's a big visualization guy. It's a goal he's had, and um, it's just inspiring to so many people to know that you can accomplish your dreams. And I think he's going to have a great career in the NBA. It was great to hear what Coach Carlisle had to say after the game, and and just seeing him go from you know laying on the floor at the Orleans Arena, everything kind of flashing before his his eyes, his face, you know, his future, what's going to happen, and then to see him in a Mavs uniform, and it happened quick, right? It went quick. Signs the two-way contract, he's in the game, buries a three, and it was just great to see, and it's a great story he'll be able to tell for a long time and inspire a lot of people. Terry, how poetic was it, though, the fact that everyone was like, well, he has to get better shooting, he's got to get a better perimeter shot, and then, as you mentioned, his very first shot is a three. Well, it, it was a, it was a great shot. I saw the highlights of uh, of the game, and the thing about Kyle is um, his ability to shoot is is not based on hard work. I mean, he has worked so relentlessly on his shot. You've seen the changes throughout um, his career on how he shot it. It's been a little bit lower. It's been a set shot. At one point, he was jumping really high and shooting his jump shot from three, and it looked great. It's, it's looking great right now, and he's worked so hard at it, and it's. Uh, uh, good for him. Terry Nashif with us on BYU Sports Nation. We now shift our attention from the NBA and Kyle Collinsworth's debut to BYU basketball ending the losing streak to the University of Utah last Saturday. Terry, what was the number one thing you took away 
from BYU's win against their longtime arch nemesis, Utah? Well, I, I loved it. Uh, Kate and I, my wife and I went to the game. It was the first time we'd been to a game, just the two of us ever, and uh, sat behind the Utah bench a couple rows uh, on that side and watched them. And, and, and I think the thing you take away is just what Coach has been able to do with this team is um, – they're, they're disciplined, they're playing hard, they're relentless, and it was, to be honest with you, it was never really a game. Every time Utah would push back, uh, BYU would, would make a play. Um, sitting there in that second half, they had a plan. You could see they were going to change the spacing with Colette, get him the ball in a different spot. He went to work a couple times. Uh, Rawson uh, was starting to play a little different, and then that third possession, they came down. Eli digs it out from Colette, gets the steal, they go down after they'd cut it to five, and then they went zone. I think BYU's calling it two now. I see him hold up two fingers, and uh, that changed everything. And you could tell they had a game plan coming in in that second half. They were excited on the bench. It was working, and, and BYU just stifled that, and away they went. So uh, I'm excited. It was such a great game. Well, and it's been a really fun start to the year. The Cougars are 9-2. and two. There's a really nice buzz amongst the fan base, amongst the players, the coaching staff. Just a really good feeling around this program. With the nine and two start, Terry, has your or how has your opinion changed about maybe what's possible for this BYU basketball team this season? Well, my opinion hasn't changed at all. And uh, people would ask me, "Oh, they're going to be terrible." Eric's gone, and then when Nick wasn't able to be here, and the funny thing is, is all the the fans and the you know the experts out there with the the perception <laughs> of what's supposed to happen is is you know compared to last year, everyone thought it was a Final Four team with a bunch of freshmen, and this year they think they're going to be the worst team in the West Coast Conference. And you knew it was set up for success because. When you have people that don't think you're going to be very good and then you actually you play like you're going to play, that's what Coach Rose does. He just wins games, and it's, it's great to see the, the excitement, the buzz. People are actually appreciating Coach Rose more this year. Um, some of the stuff I was hearing was just ridiculous. He, he's amazing, and so um, I, I'm excited. My, my opinion hasn't changed at all. They're playing great basketball, and uh, they're winning games, and they're tough, and uh, they're going to keep winning, and it's, it's great to see. Terry, you're an offensive genius. You've proven that. What is the best part about BYU's offense right now? Um, guys, I love their offense. Uh, I was talking to my wife about it at the game, and it's, uh, it is so refreshing to watch. They're turning the ball. Uh, they're taking good shots. I love playing small. I think that's such a, a huge advantage, uh, especially how the game's changing now. Um, and the, the ball is being assisted. It's being turned. I think fans are seeing they know exactly what's supposed to happen, right? You come down on a break. They don't have anything. They're going to turn it, turn it, come off that ball screen, and then they're going to turn it again. They're going to look for Yoli in the post. If he's doubled, he's passing. It's, and what it is is it, it makes it so everybody's on the same page. It, it's really, really fun to watch. Coach Schroyer's done an amazing job. They've work, been working on it since June, doing the same things. It's all reads. It's all cuts. It's all uh, playing off the defense. And uh, they've seen a lot of different defenses. Uh, they've seen some big guys. They've seen smaller teams. They've seen uh, some zone um, and, and teams are really trying to figure it out, and uh, they're having a hard time because it's really pure basketball. The best part about this question is there are so many different ways you could answer this, and that's great for BYU basketball. But which Cougar player has impressed you the most this year? 
Uh, well, I'll say Eli. I've been telling people for a long time that Eli's really good, and uh, they've been looking at me a little bit cross-eyed. And I'm like, well, I'm telling you guys, when he's healthy, he's a he's a heck of a player, and uh, this is what we expected again. Um, and uh, he's getting healthier still, and uh, his explosiveness seems like it's the last thing to come back, and it's starting to come back. But um, he's playing under control. He's playing with confidence. He's um, this is what kind of shooter we thought or we knew he was not when he was uh, starting off last year and it just it just goes to show what what happens when you're healthy and confident and uh everybody's buying in and, and he's taking good shots he's not shooting too much or pressing or anything you, you could tell when the game got tight a little bit on saturday when he he went down in the post and hit that little jumper and um uh, those are just they're hard shots and and he had it going in the the first half right in front of me um he shot that quick one in the corner never a doubt and uh, it, it was just – it's fun to watch with him. You talk about Yoli. Yoli's really – I've talked about it before. He's understanding the game, and uh, he's playing within himself, and it's just showing how uh, great of a player he is. And uh, he's rebounding the ball. He's sharing the ball at the right times. Teach came out of his uh, shooting funk a little bit where he's making uh, – Two weeks ago, he made had a great week where he's making all those shots. I saw T.J. the other day, and he looks good. He looks healthy. You know, he's uh, – there's going to be more attention turned to different players, and as that happens, other guys are stepping up. So I like them all. I didn't answer your question specifically, but I like all those guys. Terry Nassif. Like Can we talk about Peyton coming in? <laughs> Knocks I mean, down a couple big reasons. threes. Yeah, I mean, and, and he's just coming along. Everyone's going to say, hey, let's play him 40 minutes. He'd have 100 points if he played 40 minutes. But let Peyton come along like he is and uh, step into his role, and, and that's why he's having success, and it, it's just great to see. Terry Nash, a former BYU basketball assistant coach and point guard with us on BYU Sports Nation. In a coaching role, you talk about and we hear about all the time the dreaded letdown game after an emotional win like BYU had against Utah. The Cougars have Idaho State tonight. How much do you really worry about that type of mental dynamic after an emotional win like that when you're a coach? It's real, guys. <laughs> As coaches, we always talk about it in the locker room. There's there's people being paid a lot of money on the other team to win games, and uh, I'll tell you I'll tell you a real a real thing for this game. And I've been a part of it for I was a part of it for 16 years. Is it's finals week and BYU finals week is is uh, really hard. And our kids are really good kids, and they stay up crazy hours. They are really wanting to do their best. They're not just trying to need to get a grade. They're actually trying to do their best on these tests and they feel like if they study more and they stay up late and then they're trying to practice finals week has a real effect it's a thursday game um idaho state's playing well uh everybody expects that the the box has been checked we're supposed to win and so it's a worry every time um but but finals play a part in that i expect this team to handle it just like they've handled every other challenge where uh, coach will get them ready and uh, he's been telling them all week about these. I can already, I already know what he's been telling them. I've heard it for quite a few years. And uh, they'll be ready. Uh, it's going to be a huge challenge, though. Uh, maybe a sluggish start. You, what you hope is you get off to a really good start, and then everything feels right and goes. If it starts off hard, really hard, which it has at times, uh, and then everyone starts pressing, like, what's happening? Why, do, why does this feel differently? That's what, uh, that's what worries you. All right, Terry Nassif with us on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, Terry, I just want to finish with a true or false question, if that's okay. Oh, my. I yes. want to see if he answers this. Based on what you've seen, 9-2. <laughs> and two. On December 30th, true or false, BYU will beat St. Mary's in Provo. 
Oh, yeah, they'll beat him. True. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. I love it. They'll, they'll beat him in Moraga, too. Oh, <laughs> taking it one I'm step further. Game. I'm doing that game. They'll beat him there, too. <laughs> what about the two games against Gonzaga while we're at it? <laughs> they'll get those, too. What are you talking about? They won six in a row. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> I, I promise you, Gonzaga, they'll be ready. They're, uh, I, I think that they made sure that the game wasn't on senior night. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot going on in that. But, uh, Seriously. One at, one at a time. They've got to win these two and then and then get to Portland and then, um, you know, this, the St. Mary's game. And, and they don't. Everyone looks ahead, but the players don't and the coaches don't, uh, certainly. But what they're doing is they're they're accepting every challenge. Uh, they're exceeding expectations, which is great. That's what Coach Rose does every single year. And uh, it's fun to watch. And uh, go Cougs. Terry, great to talk to you, man. Merry Christmas once again. Hope you have a safe and warm, happy holiday with your family. And we'll talk to you again soon. Merry Christmas, guys. Thanks a lot. All right. Terry Nash, on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. He's great. I really like talking to him. <laughs> He's great. He's so insightful. He was there for so long. He knows the drill, man. Coming up, what did Dallas Mavericks head coach Rick Carlisle say about Kyle Collinsworth's NBA debut? Find out in the whip. And how much do we really know about Idaho State? Everything. Ben Bagley puts us to the test next with Know the Poe. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Jason Shepard, live Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. Our daily rebroadcast, including tonight, airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Men's Hoops back at the Marriott Center tonight, hosting the Bengals of Idaho State. You can catch the game live on BYU TV and BYU Radio at 9 p.m. Eastern time. I will have radio pregame for you at 8 Eastern. Our Twitter question today, who will be the next BYU Cougar to make their professional debut? This on the heels of Kyle Collinsworth. Debuting in the NBA with the Dallas Mavericks, made his only shot a three-pointer in 12 minutes. At DY Life says, Colby Pearson. You love this one. They've got a few scratch games, they meaning the Green Bay Packers, and they're down a few guys. This may be the answer. Will Colby Pearson sniff the field in the NFL and be the next guy to debut? That one caught me off guard. I totally forgot that he had recently been signed to the practice squad. Yeah. And with them out of the playoffs, yeah. up that, there is a real shot of that happening. I like it. I like it. Good tweets. Hashtag BYUSN. All right. Ben Bagley has put together some serious brain busters about Idaho State University. It's time that we get to know more about the foe. Let's do it. BYU Sports Nation asks, do you know the foe? All right, I'm used to beating Jerem, so I might as well just keep that uh, rolling against Jason here. Ben, uh, what do you have for us? I, I, thought the, I thought the series was tied at one apiece. So confident is that correct? here. I think it's 2-1 for me, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. I, I can't remember. Yeah. But, Jason, you are the visitor today. Mm-hmm. As, as a guest, we'll mm-hmm. let you pick. Do you want the first question or the second question? Will you will – you, Oh, well, I def- are you will I accept or defer? Yeah. Uh, I am going to, like every other coach in college football, I am going to defer. Ah, okay. Bring it on. Let's go. All right. Let's go then. Question number one for you, Spencer. Okay. Which of the following NFL coaches is an alum of Idaho State? All right. Uh, Is it Marvin Lewis? Okay. Chuck Pagano? Sean McVay? Okay. Or Adam Gase? I know it's not McVay. It's not Pagano. It's got to be. 
It's Marvin Lewis. I'm a Bengals fan, and I recall that that it's got to be Marvin Lewis. Bogus. It's bogus. Question. It is Marvin Lewis. Yes, yes. Hey, you, I knew you that. Deferred. Hey, you know, you deferred. I know. You deferred, it's and fine. I'm a Bengals fan. I know. Point. I know. Okay. All right. Question for Jason. Mm-hmm. Pocatello is known as multiple choice here: mm-hmm. the potato <laughs> capital of the world. Mm-hmm. B. The gateway to the Northwest. Mm-hmm. C. The home of Taysom Hill. <laughs> or finally, a place of rails and trails. I'm going to go with D, a place of rails and trails. Sorry, Jason. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> because it should be known as the home of Taysom Hill. <laughs> I'm yes, I would, I, that's also an acceptable answer, but the correct answer what? is the gateway to the Northwest. The gateway to the Northwest. Everybody knows even- that. It's not even on the west side of the state. Number two. All right, Spencer, for you to take an enormous lead here. The top employer in the city of Pocatello is A, Walmart, B, Idaho State University, C, the Union Pacific Railroad, or D, the Idaho Potatoes Farmers Co-op. Oh, Walmart. Oh, dang it. That's always a safe bet, though. I got you with the curve. What it is, is it? Idaho State University. It is ISU. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. All right, Jason, you're okay. still in this. Okay. All right. Just want to tie it up. I'm going to make it easy on you, Jason. Mm-hmm. True mm-hmm. or false? Mm-hmm. You got a 50-50 chance already. Mm-hmm. Pocatello is the second largest city in the state of Idaho. The second largest. <laughs> uh, well, Boise, you would think, would be number one. You would think, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. You would think? I'm going to say true. Balls. That's it's Idaho Falls. What? Is it Idaho Falls? Yeah, Pocatello is like the fifth largest state, <laughs> city in the state. None of these were on the, the sheet that I Jason. prepared for. Jason Come came on, in and says, no, I studied. I'm going I'm to kill this. He's not doing so well. All right, Spencer, <laughs> true or false? Okay. Pocatello was settled first by Captain Meriwether Lewis following the completion of the Lewis and Clark expedition. Ooh. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's on the hills of Lewis Clark. True. False. No. Oh, okay. All right. I still have a chance. Yep. All right. Here All right. we go. We're going TV, Jason. Oh, I one. should know this. Okay. Some... Which lead actor in a CSI series? God, I've never seen CSI. Oh. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> also so, an Idaho so State distraught. Alum. Okay. Is it, is it Ted Danson from CI, CSI the, okay, Las I, Vegas? I, so what about it? I missed the, the end okay, part of which, the question. Which lead actor in a CSI series uh-huh. is an alum of Idaho okay, State? Okay. Ted Danson. Uh-huh. Las Vegas, uh-huh. Gary Sinise, uh-huh. New York, yep. William Peterson, Las Vegas, or David Caruso from Miami? William Peterson, Vegas. Correct. Yes. Jason's back in it. Yes. You saw that because you knew the notable alumni there, didn't you, Jason? I did, as a matter of fact. You knew that. All right. All right. Two final questions. Here we go. Here we go. Spencer, how many members of the LDS Quorum of Twelve Apostles mm. held from Pocatello? Oh, No my multiple choice here. You just got to go. <laughs> Current members of the Quorum of the Twelve? Yes. Uh, two. Correct. Yeah. Oh! Wow, look at you. <laughs> All right, Jason. This if is I end for... up losing on a question that has to deal this with is the Quorum of the Twelve. This is for the tie. For the right. tie, Jason. Okay. <laughs> According to TripAdvisor.com, mm-hmm. what is the top thing to do in Pocatello? <laughs> oh, boy. Is it visit Zoo Idaho? Visit the Museum of Clean. Visit the Fort Hall Casino or play mini golf. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
it, I'm narrowed down to the the Museum of Clean and mini golf. I'm going mini golf. Uh, you should go with the Museum of Clean because that would be the right answer. Chef Dizzle. Who doesn't want to visit the Museum of Clean? <laughs> what is that like? Just everything's really clean? I don't know. Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. Spencer, you are the winner. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you, Ben. That was fantastic. Oh, man alive. This is quickly becoming my favorite thing that we do on this show. You win all the time. <laughs> Coming up, the elite tweet of the day. And who gets a rise and shout? It will not be this guy for winning Know the Foe. Hey, come on, man. Don't rule me out already. Plus, women's basketball needs to turn things around. When and how they can do that, part of the whip. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com. For help when you need it most. Muchas gracias to today's guests. Head football coach Kalani Satake at Brigham Young University and former BYU basketball assistant coach and point guard Terry Nash. If you miss any of the show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Coming up on the show tomorrow, Steve Cleveland will join us. And by the way, the Museum of Clean is described as this. It's a modern museum showcasing exhibits on historic cleaning techniques and tool with and tools with brooms, tubs, and more. Oh, perfect. Way Let's whip it. To take us to the whip. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. Never been a more weird segue. Clean this. BYU signed 13 <laughs> players yesterday during the first day of the early signing period. The signings included five offensive linemen, two wide receivers, a tight end, a defensive lineman, two linebackers, one quarterback, and one cornerback. Men's basketball. Takes on Idaho State, 9 Eastern in the Marriott Center. Cougars on a six-game winning streak. Bengals have won the last four. Watch it on BYU TV and listen on BYU Radio, 9 Eastern. Cougars in the NBA. Kyle Collinsworth made his NBA debut with the Mavericks last night, scoring three points and grabbing a rebound in 12 minutes of play. The Mavs beat the Pistons 110-93. to Head coach Rick Carlisle said this about Kyle Collinsworth. He's going to help us. He's a guy that belongs in the NBA game. He can make plays. Women's basketball. Trying to get back on track. They host Montana State tomorrow for Eastern to Mountain. Live on BYU TV. Listen on BYU Radio. Final non-conference game for the ladies. Cougars overseas. Kalani Purcell had six points and four rebounds in a Melbourne Boomers loss. Today's Rise and Chat brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health. And you need the most. DexterLaw.com. And it goes to the 2016 Poinsettia Bowl Forever Champs BYU football one year ago today. Forever Champs. I like it. Elite you, tweet of the day. Yes, please read it. Uh, at Away Cougs. I'm guessing Spencer and Jared will be performing at the next level very soon. Oh, you think we're going to go to the professional level? Thank you. Conversation continuing 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Audio podcast on iTunes. Download it for Jason. I'm Spencer. Shout out to John Fairchild. Stay tuned for BYU Basketball with Dave Rose now.